people are resigning from their jobs in high numbers. So in September, I think the number was 4.3 million. In November, it was over 4.5 million Americans who quit their jobs. Now, that's almost 9 million people who quit their jobs just in the fall. That doesn't even count for the hundreds of thousands in October and December. Welcome to Political Contessa. I'm Jennifer Nassor, and this show is here to support your interests in center-right politics, policy, and breaking news. Listen in and discover how to awaken your inner ideal candidate and, if you're ready, how you can jump in and change the world as a runner or a supporter. Welcome to Political Contessa. If you or a friend have ever considered running or you know a woman who should, I've got something just for you. My quick guide called Secrets from the Campaign Trail. It will show you five signs to tell you you're ready to enter the political arena. To get these tips and learn about all new podcast episodes and ways to get involved, head over to politicalcontessa.com. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Political Contessa. This is Jennifer Nassor, the Political Contessa. And today I wanted to discuss something that I think is really interesting for anyone who, whether you're working or not working, but it's something that has come across in the news recently, which is the great resignation. And people are resigning from their jobs in high numbers. So in September, I think the number was 4.3 million. In November, it was over 4.5 million Americans who quit their jobs. Now, that's almost 9 million people who quit their jobs just in the fall. That doesn't even count for the hundreds of thousands in October and December. So why is that? Well, people have gotten used to working at home. Number one, they got used to the government sending them a check so they could work at home. People's view of themselves have changed, right? They're they're doing more. They're working longer hours. All of us, we're hooked on our computers. We're hooked on our iPads. We're hooked on our phones. Whether it's 7 o'clock in the morning or 11 p.m., we're always able to be found. You can't ever escape. So now we're seeing this trend because... A lot of workers are saying we should get paid more and we want to work in a different way. And if you're not going to continue to let us work from home or in the alternative, I want to go back to work. I want to see my colleagues. I want to be part of a community. Or what am I going to do about my kids? Or what if I get sick and now I can't come to work for five days and I'm eating up all of my sick time that maybe I need for a sick child or a sick family member that I'm taking care of? So the pandemic has really opened up a opportunity, and I don't use that as a good opportunity, but it's a reason for people to reevaluate their work and their priorities and what they want to do, which we should all reevaluate our priorities. And at the beginning of a new year, of course, that is one of the things we should always look at. But it's hurting employers because I think it costs something like six to nine months of an employee's salary to replace him or her. So for an employee making around 60000 a year, 
that comes out to somewhere between 30 and 45,000 to recruit and train someone just to get someone up to speed, not even to replace that person fully. Have you been to a restaurant lately and the restaurant's half full and you ask for a table and the maitre d' says, I'm sorry, we don't have any availability right now. You'll have to wait two hours. And you look around and think, hmm, this place is dead. Well, they don't have the staff. They don't have the wait staff. They don't have the food runners. They don't have the cooks. They don't have the people cleaning up your mess. Nothing. So they can't seat you. How about, have you tried to get on a flight and it been delayed and delayed and delayed and then canceled? It's not because of a strike or a walkout. It's not because the flight attendants decided to take a day off. It's because if they test positive with COVID, they can't come to work. Everyone else is overworked and overburdened. How about teachers? Those teachers that actually want to go to school and teach their kids, not the teachers unions that are trying to keep everyone home until they could get some other agenda passed that they want passed, but the actual teachers teaching our children. They go to school, they take care of our kids, and then they have to do other lessons. They have to do Zoom lessons potentially, or they have to Zoom in with a kid who's at home with COVID. They're working extra. Everyone's working extra. So this great resignation is super interesting to me because I don't think it's just the resignation. I don't think people are just looking for, um, you know, a gym membership or, you know, an extra, I don't know, some extra perk, an office with a window as opposed to a cubicle. I think that there is a shift going on where people want the flexibility However, we're becoming a really wimpy society. We're closing schools because it's too cold. We're telling people not to come to work because you have a runny nose. By the way, I don't think you should go to work with COVID. I'm not suggesting that. I think you should be vaccinated and I think you should take care of yourself. And if you don't feel well, please stay home. But I think that people are looking to be rewarded in different ways. They want to be at home. They want to be rewarded for their productivity instead of how many hours they work. They want greater work-life balance. I mean, we all do, but I think it goes to a bigger problem. The bigger problem is that we're all burned out at this point. People are miserable. Everyone's miserable. I, I don't know about you, but in Massachusetts, driving around Boston, more people cutting you off, more people walking down the middle of the street, giving you the finger, more fingers. I mean, my, my nine-year-old is very well-educated in people giving us the finger. People are burned out. We're sit around, we're on Zooms. We only see people on screens. If I can't even, if I hear anyone say, oh, should we do a Zoom event? It just sends chills up my spine. I want no more Zoom events. I'd rather not have an event. I hate Zoom meetings. I want to see people. I want to hug people. I want to shake someone's hand and not feel like I just murdered someone. Again, if you are someone who is in danger, if you have any health issues, um, if you're over the age of 65, you really need to take care of yourself. But I look at me and my family and having athletic kids and taking care of ourselves and eating well, I just want to get back to life. We're tired. Everyone is tired. Everyone is edgy. And I think the news should start covering not just the great resignation. And for small employers, this is killing business. Vaccine mandates are killing business. 
mask mandates are killing business. But those that all goes to the greater problem, which is the burnout. We're just tired of this pandemic. So let's do what those doctors who were advising President Biden in the transition said. Let's just put this thing to rest, learn that this is the new normal. We need to learn how to live with it. That is a conversation between you and your doctor. But let's get back to life. Don't let your employees quit. Retain the really good ones who are valuable. Let the other ones go to someone else. Keep your business floating. Keep talking to your friends. And go out and talk to the elected officials who are supposed to be representing you and making really bad decisions. Because I don't know about you, I really have no interest in having the government tell me and my family how to conduct business in my home when they can't conduct business in their own. Take care of yourself. Try to avoid the burnout. Stay happy, healthy, and safe. Thanks so much for listening to Political Contessa. For all the ways to listen and to get the inside scoop on what's happening in center-right politics for women like us, head over to politicalcontessa.com. Dot com.